Aha, uh-huh. that music sounds different, Michael Bruns. That sounds like hype music. That's the hype music. We are hyped, Brian. We're missing Schaefer, who would do his let's get hyped, sort yeah. of like that, and probably hurt people's eardrums. Um, <laughs> my voice is meeker, and uh, people can probably handle it. But uh, there is a, it's good news, right? This was a good Wednesday for most Husker fans. Um, we're going to play football, it seems, apparently, seemingly. The Huskers are going to start playing football with the rest of the Big Ten the weekend of October 24th, which is about, what, 38 days away. Yes. Um, did you see this coming, Brunts? Did you think this was going to happen? Were you uh, Had you accepted that we were going to have to wait till January? What are you thinking right now? Well, I think, well, the last couple of days we knew this was happening. There was a – once the, the Big Ten was able to get the rapid testing, uh, it, it seemed like things dramatically shifted towards uh, the, the football direction, which was good to see. Um, a couple weeks ago, I, I don't know that I would have necessarily said that. It seemed like everybody was kind of willing to dig in and, you know, kind of wait till November or, you know, you had the January thing out there, which never really made a ton of sense to me. or heck even later than that but you know that I think we discussed this that that the surprising thing about when they postponed was you just wanted the conference to try like just try and that's what they're doing now I mean you, you've got the this testing in place which we can get into they've got very specific thresholds for when they will play and won't play uh, we don't have a schedule yet but at least today, um, you know, for the first time in a long time with uh, the Big Ten Conference, it seems like there's actually some good news to report, which is uh, Mm -hmm. welcome, very welcome. I think as recently as a week ago, I was resigned to the fact we weren't playing till at least Thanksgiving. But the more I thought about it, and I bet the Big Ten people thought about it, there was no way out of what an ugly – what a terrible box they had put themselves in PR wise. If you're starting a season at the end of November, while the ACC big 12 sec are figuring out who's in the playoff, or if you start in January, well, the same thing is going on and you would have had everybody asking, especially in Columbus, Ohio, you know, why, why couldn't we, uh, with the testing improving, you know, maybe started this five weeks earlier and been a part of this conversation, you know, instead of playing JV football, as Bill Moose once put it, and he's probably right in that description of how it would have been. Uh, so I, I, that had to weigh on them. I think just the optics of you're watching your television and Major League Baseball is working toward the playoffs, the NFL is starting up, you see Big 12 games on your set this weekend. And we don't know how this is all going to work out, but you're sitting on your couch and that's a bad place to be, uh, not just for the current times, but really for the big picture for your teams in your conference. And I have to think, um, just looking around and seeing everybody else going forward while you're kind of standing in place, uh, really was as big a slice of this as the testing improvements, honestly. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking that when I was sitting there watching Coastal Carolina and Kansas play um, oh 
at like midnight in front of nobody in Lawrence, Kansas. Like, Did, wait a second. Did you think to yourself, like in Seinfeld, what am I doing? What am I? <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? Never, never once did I did I think that. I w- I was bought in. I was really pissed whenever uh, there there was a, a another broadcast that cut into the start of that game and forced it to FS two. I was <laughs> I was I was livid and. Mm. But I mean, I, I think that was as much of a kind of eye opener as, as any. You're right. Like, you've got Iowa State playing Arkansas State in front of an empty stadium in Ames, Iowa. I mean, why couldn't the Big Ten at least try? Like, that's, that's what I keep going back to and what I've been saying since August is you didn't even give it a go. And I think that's, that, that's what was difficult for the Big Ten to really explain in August is, is why, why are you not even trying? Like, why are you not even letting this play out? You know, you, you released the schedule, you built in some time to, to push things back if you needed to. I mean, who knows what the SEC is going to look like when they get going. But, you know, if, if Kansas can play a lousy Coastal Carolina team in front of an empty stadium, why can't Nebraska try to? And mm-hmm. – I mean, I, I just – I think I think you're right. I mean, I, I think when you are – you had the medical piece of it kind of coming into play too, but when, when you're – what you would probably call your little brothers out there playing too, it's kind of hard to sit there on the couch uh, waiting for the, the Chanticleers to, uh, you know, roll, roll through Lawrence. Yeah. Which they did, by the way. They did. <laughs> Well, the, you know, the wolf in Pulp Fiction has a line that's not suitable for the podcast, but to paraphrase, paraphrase, don't go slapping ourselves on the back just yet. I'll put it the PG way. And I think they've given up, even though I'm excited and I'm very happy, better late than never that they're playing, they've given up the flexibility that they had a month ago. <laughs> that's the problem. Right. You know, like they, they had – they had it and they bragged about it the very day they announced it. They said, look, we've got these four bye weeks. This is Kevin Warren was talking about flexibility, flexibility. And, you know, like Major League Baseball, they've, they've had their problems, you know, with certain teams, but uh, they've been able to work around it because uh, they've had some time on their hands. The Big Ten does not have time on their side now because they're going to try to play nine games over nine weeks. And I'm rooting like everybody for it to work, and I think it can work. Um, but there is that part of me um, which I'm trying to knock away and just be happy. But there's that part of me that says, you know, it'd be nice if we were just already going and you had some uh, wiggle room here uh, that you had allowed yourself with the original schedule a month ago. But that is not a part of the conversation. We heard from Bill Moose and Ronnie Green earlier today. They kind of ran the gamut on a number of topics. What stood out to you from that conversation most? I mean, they hit on testing, uh, the fact that there aren't going to be fans, you know, kind of getting creative, I guess, with how they incorporate fans. I mean, what 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 did you kind of take away from that? It, it was a yeah, it was a lengthy press conference. I appreciate it. It was it was. There was a lot of good stuff in the weeds about the testing process where you almost have to really dissect it. Um, I don't know that I could even paraphrase it well. Um, Like, you know, some of the reasons why they feel confident from a testing standpoint. So I guess what stood out to me is the lack of crowd. I mean, let's bring it to that because I think that's the big, going to be a big story around here is 
there are going to be conferences uh, where they are allowing 15,000, 20,000 people in the stadium. And uh, the Big Ten is not going to be one of those. Uh, they made that clear today. Now, Ronnie Green did mention, you know, this is a very fluid, dynamic situation. So I guess it's a deal where we've learned by now anything can change by the day or the week. But at this moment, Nebraska is accepting, which is probably smart to just let's not make this a deal breaker here. Let's go along and get on the field and play some games. But it's going to be limited at this moment to just family and staffers in Memorial Stadium in these Big Ten venues. And, uh, you know, that's going to be strange because I, I think even, even if it were just like 12,000 people you let into the stadium, that still makes a little bit of a difference. There's still a little bit of a vibe with the crowd there. Even when you're watching Notre Dame play this week, I kind of got that with some fans in the stands. And uh, there's going to be none of that. So it's going to be like Major League Baseball, which is very strange to watch without anybody truly be, uh, in the seats. What, what, what would you right now want to see as some kind of uh, creative idea that Nebraska could do to incorporate fans? Are, you, are, are we going to see, you know, 50,000 cardboard cutouts in Memorial Stadium? Are, are we going to get that? Or, or what do you think they're going to come up with? Give me your best idea. Let's workshop it. There'll be a lot of cutouts um, in in the seats. I think um, there'll be a lot Pro- of put- the, the problem you have though is that they don't have seat backs. Oh, Are you yeah. gonna have you, you're <laughs> gonna have like the the rented seat backs with like grandpa's thing propped up against there? Well, the good thing is, and this people should come to Husker 24-7. I haven't even told you this, Bronx, but I'm going to be talking to some folks in the athletic department about their innovative ideas or plans here this week. Um, it's a hell of a teaser. Yeah. So uh, that's, I'll bring that point up. I'll be like, what do you do without the, without the seat backs? You know, if they don't have backs, how do you get those cutouts to stay? Um, so, yeah, they might have to be a little more modern than just the, the cardboard uh, characters that uh, – the kid in home alone uses to make the robbers feel think that there's people having a party. I, uh, Bill Moose mentioned it. And I mean, you had the, the virtual spring game, um, which I, I think he called it, a, he called it a fake game, but there were probably people out there who were gambling real money on that game. So yeah, probably uh, Mike Schaefer. <laughs> you got to be careful throwing out uh, fake when, when you uh, talk about, the, the spring game, but I, you know, they're, they're, they'd said that there wasn't going to be tailgating. Uh, they made that decision prior to everything kind of happening. Um, so it, it's game days in Lincoln will be very interesting. Um, you know, heck even for us, I mean, we don't know what uh, media coverage of games is going to look like. I think it's going to be very, very limited um, from an in-person point of view. So there's a lot to be kind of figured out there, but, you know, I think it was Bill Moose said, well, you know, get past all that. I mean, the most important thing is that there's Nebraska football and that that's kind of where I come back to is, you know, maybe, you know, down the line, if things look okay on this, you know, that they relax things uh, in, in November, or early December. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many people are going to want to be out there in early December watching a game, but, I think you'd have a pretty good crowd that would want to get in there. So maybe that that's something they can, can change as they kind of see uh, how things go along. But um, 
certainly, you know, I, I think, you know, overall a, a day of good news uh, around Nebraska, not only because of the football, you also have a potential basketball start date mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, all, you know, it, it's kind of like the, the, the Mark Banker quote where, you know, you, you get too much good news. You, you just got to go back to the room and call it a night, right? <laughs> I didn't remember that Mark Banker quote, but he was, he was full of good quotes. And I know I'm not supposed to advertise for this, but this is what's going to happen. The yard parties and house parties in Nebraska on game days are going to be <laughs> – I don't know that they're going to stop people from uh, getting too close to each other, at least people they know and are friends with. So I would imagine they do some of that where they probably will want it to be people who are somewhat distanced from one another – but where you, you know, maybe you get some shots of fans that are in their house watching it together as a family or in their backyard or whatever, and kind of include that as part of uh, the game day experience. And maybe you pipe in a little, uh, you know, like 1992 Nebraska Colorado crowd noise in there. I don't know. <laughs> you just let the hate flow through you. That, that's yeah. the, that's the uh, it. It will be interesting to see how the Big Ten does that because it's I think it's Illinois. Every time Nebraska's played at Illinois, it always seems like they kind of let the pumped-in crowd noise and the band go a little bit too close to the snap. I don't know if anybody else has ever noticed that before, but it, it always – that's the one place that struck me as like that they're, they're kind of playing a little close and loose with the, uh, with the rules there. Yeah. I find the most hate-filled Nebraska crowds that there have been, like the Miami game in 2014 mm-hmm. – uh, Colorado 92 you find like five examples you're like Nebraska like angry crowd soundtrack and you pump that in uh into the speakers it's like the b-side of jock jams is like angry Nebraska fan (laughs) yeah I like that um well we still have to find out and let's talk about this in our next segment which we're about to roll to uh who Nebraska is going to play for sure and when how about we talk uh scheduling here on the other side does that sound good I like it. Let's do it. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back. We're hyped up still. 
we don't know as we do this podcast, Nebraska's schedule for 2020, it'll be the third schedule that we've seen for this season. And hopefully this one is actually played out. We know Nebraska is going to play the six teams on the, in the West division, but there are going to be eight games on the schedule that's released this week. So there's going to be two crossover games. And then there's actually going to be a ninth game on the weekend of December 19th, where you play the corresponding team on the other division who finished the same spot in the standings as you. So if you're like third in the West, you'd play the team that was third in the East, which I actually think is kind of a clever idea. I guess we could start there. What do you think of that? I wouldn't hate it if they uh, kind of went forward with that. I mean, I think, uh, could, could you see him doing it in like a regular bowl year? Because it feels like that's kind of like a, a replacement for, you know, not sending somebody to the Belk Bowl or something like that. I mean, do, yeah. could you see him doing that? Like, he'd basically just do, like, a, a day of, like, Big Ten games. I mean, I, I don't know how many people are signing up for Northwestern and Rutgers, but, I mean, why not, right? Fo- football, any football is good football. So you're saying if you didn't get bowl eligible during a normal season, you would still have this game, like, December 20th against, uh, against a sixth-place team in the East? What, what I'm saying is that in a normal year <laughs> – in early December, the Big Ten is going to subject somebody to Purdue and Maryland. That, yeah. That's what you're getting. But I, I don't hate it. I mean, it's uh, – I don't know. I mean, it, at that point anyways, you, you're potentially kind of turned towards bowl practice. Maybe you, you're able to do it as kind of a one-off where maybe you can play some younger guys and not have it count against things. Maybe that's an idea. But I, I – uh, you know, why not? I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see what the matchups are. And supposedly they're going to try to avoid teams that have played earlier in the year, correct? Yeah. And I think one thing Barry Alvarez stressed, and I get this, is he said, we want the season to have weight so that guys actually, you know, they're like, this is worth it. And when you get it up to nine games, I mean, obviously that's not your usual season. Um, but you know, a lot of high school guys play seasons that are about nine games long, you know, regular season wise. And, um, back in the old college football days, they used to play nine, 10 game seasons. So you are at least getting close to how it has been before where it feels like, okay, there is actually a decent sample size here. It's not as good as we want, but there's something. And so I, I can respect that. Um, the big question though everyone's going to have and Nebraska fans are watching this like a friggin' hawk is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're waiting to pounce. Like I think Nebraska fans almost are daring and wanting the big 10 to put Ohio state and Penn state as the two crossover teams on that schedule. So they can, they can go to battle some more and put on their armor, go against the league a little bit. Um, do you think that's going to happen? Brunts? <laughs> I, I would say no, but I, I'm just so there, – there was a report out of Purdue, I believe, the Purdue market, that the the schedule that they're looking at potentially doing – I don't know, Bill Moose said they were still meeting about this, but would would be somewhat similar or along the lines of what the original schedule was. Yep. So for, the, for a refresher, because we've had, a, we've had some schedules since then, 
Nebraska was slated to be home against Purdue at Northwestern, home against Illinois, at Rutgers, at Ohio State, Penn State at home, at Iowa, at Wisconsin, Minnesota at home. So your crossovers on that schedule are at Rutgers, at Ohio State, and Penn State at home. So let's put on the tinfoil hat for a minute. Okay. I always wear one, so that's yeah. <laughs> Adjust it. <laughs> so which of those three games do you think would not take place, Brian? Yeah. At surface <laughs> level, I would say Rutgers gets knocked away, but I'm going to – I'll get to – I don't think that's what's going to happen. But that's what you think at first because they've got to knock one of the two – road games away right so that nebraska has four and four, four they, they initially games, four road games. they initially had five road games so that yeah. one of one of the road games has to go rutgers so got, or ohio state yeah and your brain immediately thinks well they're going to keep ohio state because that's nebraska's um protected crossover game <laughs> which has been unfortunate for the huskers but it's been Nebraska's protected crossover basically since 2016. Since and it, the dawn of time. Yeah, it feels like it. We've seen some of the worst friggin' Nebraska-Ohio <laughs> State games. We saw 62-3. to We've seen two games where I don't think Nebraska made a punt. I mean, it's been bad stuff. Um, so you're thinking, well, they'll keep Ohio State because that's a protected crossover. However, Bill Moose today, he's on that committee. And you have to think at this point he has seen a rough draft, right? At least there's got to be like close to a finished schedule. And he said in his quote that he, he's hopeful or he feels like it's going to be fair and equitable. And he's on that committee. So you know he's going to fight for a schedule balance where Nebraska doesn't get Penn State and Ohio State as their crossovers. So I sort of don't think that's what's going to happen. Um, but I know a lot of Husker fans do. and. Um, What's that? There's a, there's a term they have for people who like embrace pain. Like may, maybe there's a little part of Husker fans that want it so they can be <laughs> angry about it. But so, uh, gluttons for punishment. Is that, is that what you're Yeah, something at? like that. But yeah. you know, it just, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but we are going to know this week and it's going to be interesting either way. So you're assuming that Bill Moose is going to really throw those elbows out, especially after, the, the lawsuit by Nebraska probably pushed things forward. And after Bill and Scott and everybody kind of forced the, the Big Ten's hand a little bit, you, uh, you're thinking it's going to continue. You, you're thinking that Nebraska is going to be the, the new bully on the block. Is that what you're saying? I just think reasonable minds will prevail and look at it and be like, yeah, that isn't really fair that one team has to play two teams that are ranked in the preseason top six, you know, um, nationally. That, that, that doesn't seem right um, if you want to have sort of a fair race to see who wins the division. And I know Nebraska fans scoff. Some fans will scoff and say, oh, yeah, talk about the Huskers winning the division. But I think anything can happen in this year. I mean, we're, we're talking about a season where we don't know how the testing's going to go for certain programs. We don't know how teams have handled the offseason very well. Nebraska seems like they've been as had their act together as much as anybody for getting ready for this unusual season. 
And so I think you have to open the door that it could be a wild race. I mean, obviously you still make Wisconsin probably the favorite in the West, uh, but let's see what the schedules look like. Wisconsin had a pretty good schedule in front of them. Maybe it changes a little bit. Maybe Nebraska catches a break there. And uh, I'm not saying I'm picking the Oscars to win the division by any means, but I, I do think it's it because of this weird time, uh, we have to open ourselves up to uh, something strange happening. Well, if the, the Chanticleers taught us anything this past weekend, it's that uh, anything can happen. So, I mean, why not? It's, uh, I, I think Nebraska is in a unique spot because I think they can be good on the offensive side of the ball. Special teams worries me a little bit to start the season. But I agree. I mean, it, you know, depending on how, how many guys opt back in or what that picture looks like, um, and, and, you know, week to week, who, who gets sick and, and, you know, who's healthy and that kind of thing, it, it is going to be – I think a little bit of a different season. So as we've been sitting here talking, by the way, the, uh, the news coming from the West coast is that California is now re-examining its uh, rules on max number of players that can be together at a time. So we're, we might, uh, we might get some pac 12 football too. Might get some pac 12 after dark, maybe an outside shot at a traditional Rose bowl. It's it's everything's coming together. Pac-12 is just so little brother in this conversation. They, it's like, what did, what did Big Brother do? Okay, yeah, okay, we're going to do that too. Um, it, it, they're just, it's kind of pathetic. You know, there's proud schools over there. They're, they got USC and Oregon and UCLA, and it just feels like they're always waiting to see what the other guy does. It, it's, uh, it's like they're playing a completely different game out there. Yeah. I understand also. I mean, it's a different climate there with the COVID situation. And, um, you know, there's also there's all sorts of factors at play. Um, but, yeah, I, I have a feeling they're going to end up playing too. I just do. I think, I think they're going to do whatever the Big, Big Ten does. So everything's just going to be, you know, you know completely fine. No, no, nothing to see here. Everybody's just playing football. If we actually get to, like, November – and this thing is rolling and we're like week three and we're like, we're actually playing here as weird as this whole thing has been. It's going to be one of the most entertaining, wild, fast, probably the most fascinating season we've ever covered, you know, just in college football and just what happened, anything could happen. And uh, you're going to have some team that shocks everybody that nobody was talking about that handled this whole thing better than others. Maybe that's Nebraska. I don't know. You're going to have somebody who was a big favorite that is not going to, uh, you know, meet the stipulations in the right way or they're going to have some negative tests and it's going to go haywire on them. It's just going to be nuts. So it seems like a good place to segue and get us out of here. Get us out of here, Brian. It's going to be nuts. So you should uh, come to Husker 24-7 because we were going to cover this crazy ride and it's it's now like it's real now. You, we're actually – we know where we're going. There, there's going to be a roadmap put in front of this this week. Recruiting has been on the uptick for Nebraska. They're now ranked 22nd nationally, so there's a lot of good recruiting stuff. We're going to keep covering high school sports in the area pretty well and some of these Husker targets. So come to Husker 24-7 for all the latest. We've got a season ahead of us. It's actually happening. 
What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.